World Series is on the air. This is Nathan Field, Detroit, where the Detroit Tigers and the St. Louis Cardinals are battling for the World Championship. The play-by-play descriptions of all the World Series games are brought to you with the compliments of the Ford Motor Company, Mr. Henry Ford, Mr. Edsel Ford, and your local Ford dealers, producers and distributors of Ford and Lincoln cars and Ford trucks. The sponsors will be amply repaid. You get enjoyment from these broadcasts. At this time, during the preceding six games, we've had the pleasure of presenting Graham McNamee, who has in his own vivid style pictured the World Series color excitement in the crowd. Unfortunately, Graham had to return to New York last night, and I know he misses being here today. Please listening, we know here's the beginning of this seventh and deciding game of the 1934 World Series. We miss him, as we know you do. Now for the attending pregame tenseness and excitement of today, we turn you over to Don Wilson of New York. He'll give you the picture here, and Tom Manning will decide the first four and a half innings while we'll have the pleasure during the last half of the game. All right, Don Wilson, come right here and help yourself with this microphone. Thank you, Ford Barnes. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I hardly need to tell you that uh, there's a capacity crowd gathered here in the stands at Nathan Field in Detroit, Michigan this afternoon to witness the seventh and final game of the 1934 World Series between the Cardinals of St. Louis the Tigers of Detroit. A capacity crowd keyed to the highest pitch for this crucial battle. Not only are the spectators in an almost state of frenzy, but the players themselves are very much on edge, with their nerves being very taut, a condition which might easily be fanned into a flame because of the strain of such an exciting series, as you already know. You will recall that this is the first time since 1931 that the World Series has gone to seven games when the St. Louis Cards fought it out with Connie Mack Athletic. Experts have said that this series will depend largely upon the effectiveness of the pitchers, which is quite an obvious fact in the short series. And that prediction has held through with the great teams, Dizzy and Daffy, Blue Boy Roy, and Tommy Bridges. So far, Daffy Dean is the only pitcher to go through unscathed. Lowell, Bridges, Dizzy Dean, each having won one and lost one game, while Daffy has won both his starts. It was right here in Detroit that this whole World Series this year opened, and that first game was conspicuous for two particular reasons. The blowing up of the Tiger infield, which may be accredited to over-anxiety, and uh, the pitching of Dizzy Dean, the Cards winning 8-3 to three in that first game. Then the second game came along, and it was marked by the outstanding pitching performance of schoolboy Rowe for Detroit. He turned in an all-time standout accomplishment of retiring 22 men in a row. Then the scene of the battle changed down to Sportsman's Park in St. Louis. Paul Daffy Dean was in the box for the card. Lacking his usual control, Daffy frequently was trailing the batter, who had this youngest of the Dean brothers uh, up three to two. As a result, Paul had the bases populated most every inning during that game, but due to the fine support and teamwork of the entire Cardinal squad and some mighty crafty changes on Daffy's part, the Cards came through to win 4-1. to one. Then came the fourth game of this series, and the Tigers' balls were sharpened to needle point. Detroit's batting strength, overpowering St. Louis, with Detroit winning to the tune of 10-4. to but this game gave us the finest pitching of this series to date. A most enviable record being turned in by Tommy Bridges of the Detroit Tigers, who pitched the sharpest breaking ball that he has ever had and who would have had a shutout to his credit 
But for one Mr. Delancey, the stalwart card catcher, who pulled along one out for a homer, scoring the only run for St. Louis. The Tigers winning 3-1. That brings us down to yesterday's game here in Detroit, which was one of those good old-fashioned ball games as we listened to it. Starring honors going to one Leo DeRocha, start shortstop. Dolph, admittedly, rather a poor hitter. He knocked the old apple all over the lot, getting three hits out of four times at bat. Drew Joplin also gets a hand for his spectacular catch with his back against the fence of Delancey's bid for an extra base hit. Starts winning, as you well know, yesterday, 4-3, and what a ball game that was. This brings us down to the task at hand, the present task, this seventh and deciding game for the World Championship. And don't you for one minute think that those men down there won't all be giving everything that they have this afternoon, not only for the honor of winning gold rag, emblematic of the World Baseball Champions, but for the $1,800 at stake, which is the difference between $5,700 and $3,900 as the players share for the winners. You know, I've been sitting at home in New York listening to Fort Vaughn and Tom Manning give us their very splendid reports on these games and listening to Mac, as we so affectionately call Graham McNamee, giving us this pregame color and his very pertinent remarks throughout the game. I've been sitting at home in New York listening to these reports just as you have. And as I was flying through the air by plane between here and New York last night, it occurred to me that I'd like to know just a little bit more about these players whose names have become almost household words during this period. So thinking that perhaps uh, many of you listening in in our radio audience might be interested in the same thing, I dug down into the voluminous biographical file and have here some highly informative data which I think perhaps many of our radio audience will be interested in. Before we give that to you, just a few moments before we took the air, there was a huge small horseshoe taken in here and placed just to the left of the batter's box here at Haven Field for this World Series. It was uh, brought in by Tommy Richardson, Mickey Coughlin's stake man, and Patsy O'Toole, nationally known as probably the noisiest baseball rooter in America. This huge oral tribute will be presented to Mickey Coughlin, manager of the Detroit Tigers. The Cardinals being business today, let's, let's look down and see what happens and some of the facts pertaining to some of their players. We find John Pepper Martin as their third baseman, and incidentally, Pepper, as you probably already are cognizant of, heads the batting race for the St. Louis Nationals. Pepper Martin, the wild horse of the Osage and the outstanding hero of the 1931 World Series. He's the Cardinals' regular third baseman instead of center fielder as he was in the 1931 series. Martin has improved his play around the hot corner so much that he is considered by many as one of the fastest fielding third basemen in the National League. He's like a cat on punch down the third baseline and possesses an arm of steel. There's no doubt about his batting and base running. He ranks among the best ball players in the Heidler circuit. His 1934 record shows that he bat 289, fielding 942. That's Martin heading the batting list for the car. Then comes right fielder John Rothrock. John Rothrock has been batting around the majors for the past five or six years. Most of the time he spent trying to make good with the Boston Red Sox. An injury to his leg while running the bases hampered his work, and he never until now reached stardom. We met him down at the hotel this morning, and he is a fine specimen of athletic fitness. 
That rock was used in most every position of the stock, but did not cast a pitch. He was sent to Columbus in the American Association, a farm team of the Cardinals chain, and there played such stellar ball that the Cardinal management decided to give him another chance. He played a fine game for the Cards this season and has come through with many a timely blow. Jack is a finished fielder and his throwing arm is one of the very best. He's also very, very fast on the base. He's one of the few Cardinal players who have not started in their chain store and worked himself up into the major league team. This is his first camp in the World Series, and he has shown the temperament and ability to do great things. His 1934 record, batting 284, fielding 978. Then we come to Frankie Frake, second baseman and playing manager for the St. Louis Cardinals. Frankie was made manager of the St. Louis Cardinals and said that he would instill the McGraw system of playing ball in the Cardinals' scheme of things. And so far, he's carried it out to the letter. Frank, you know, is a member of the Giants for eight years, and in that time, he absorbed all of McGraw's methods. He has his teammates on the toes to insist that they take an extra base every time there's a possibility of making it. Frankie's a great believer in the hit-and-run play, which made McGraw one of the most feared managers in baseball. The Fordham Flash may not be as colorful as the old Zion manager was, but he's very, very close to it. Frank is one of the greatest money players ever to take part in the World Series. His ability for making seemingly impossible plays and uh, playing bang-up ball when the going is the toughest seems to be one of Frankie's main points. That suffered in all his long play since he took over the managership of the St. Louis team. 1934 record, batting 306, fielding 971. Then we have at left field, Joe Ducky Wucky Medwick. Ducky Wucky Medwick, the slugging young Hungarian of the Cardinals, is one of the hardest hitters in the National League. He gave promise after his first season in the majors in 1933 of being a coming star. He remained among the first five batters most of the season, but a slump dropped him from that select circle. Ludwig is one of the leading extra base hitters of the National League and one of its leading run scorers and batter in of run. He has a great throwing arm and covers a lot of territory in that old left field garden out there. Ludwig has never failed to hit below the 300 mark in all the six years that he's been playing in the minor and major league baseball. He makes his home in New Jersey and first began playing center pro ball around that section. The Cardinals picked him up and played with them with their... Time in 1930. Let's listen to the Star Spangled Banner.
We regret very much that we haven't time to give you further data on these very, very splendid ball players who won't be dropped, but we'll finish the lineup and then immediately turn it over to Tom Manning. We started in with the St. Louis Nationals. We got down as far as Redwick to left field. Then Collins to first base, Delancey Scutcher, Orthotti center field, DeRosa shortstop, and Dizzy Dean will start in the pitcher's box for the cards today. For the Tigers, Jojo White at center field, Mickey Cochran catches, Geringer at second base, Rogel at left field, Bruce Goffman at shortstop, Greenberg at first base, Owen at third base, Fox at right field, and Hawker, Eldon Hawker, will pitch. And now, this play-by-play report will be given to you the first four-and-a-half innings by Tom Manning of Cleveland and the second four-and-a-half innings by Ford Bond of New York. All right, Tom, it's your turn to take over. Tom Manning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you a lot, John Wilson. It's awfully nice to have you out here at the World Series. You know that you're going to enjoy this important ball game. These two clubs, the Detroit Tigers of the American League and the Cardinals of the Master League. You know, they've been battling and battling during the past six days for the supremacy of baseball. They're all evened up now. Each club has won three games. Yesterday afternoon at this time, Detroit Tigers were feeling that the series would be over last night. Cardinals sneaked in with a nice four to three victory. And now it is three games of peace. The all-important game is being played here this afternoon. Tonight, the World Series will be over unless this ball game is tied up. We don't look for that. Boys, you know, start early in the afternoon. They have plenty of time to get the game over before that. That is the only thing, perhaps, to prevent the World Series from ending tonight. Eldon Hawker, he's a boy, you know, who is not superstitious. On his back, the big Hulu, number 13. He's a boy who picked that grand game the other day and won for the Tigers. Now we're ready to go. Mike Cochran, you know, who spent the night in the hospital here at Detroit. The right cat on his injured knee. He is out there. He's not going to let the boys down. He's going to be here battling the drafting game. We're about ready to go. Pepper Martin is up. Walker lines up the ball on. Ball one. The back ball is high inside. And Pepper Martin just waits the plate. Yes, sir, this important game is on the way. The wind-up and the pitch. Ball two. Walker shoots in a curve ball. It was over the plate, but too high. And the count on Pepper Martin. Two and nothing. Over the third, Rochelle short, going a second, Greenberg first. The wind-up, the pitch. Ball. Another curve ball is low outside. And the count on Pepper Martin. First hitter of the afternoon is three and nothing. Hank Greenberg takes a few steps over toward the pitcher, yelling words of encouragement. Walker taking his time, and now the wind-up. Ball three. The strike ball. A burning fastball is right down the alley, belt high. Harry Gazel behind the back. Here's the first. Owens a second, and Trump umpiring the third. The pitch, three and one. The strike ball. Three and two. Yes, sir, the fans are really pepped up this afternoon. They're a capacity crowd here. The sun is shining brightly. There's a wind blowing in from right field this afternoon. Three and two is the count. And here it is. John Pepper Martin. Oh, that was pitching. Yes, sir, that was pitching. This old ball game with everybody's nerves on it. Eldon Walker, just as cool as an iceberg. Gets the count three and nothing on the first hitter, Pepper Martin. He then sucks three of them right down the alley, and finally with a count three and two, Pepper Martin 
Armstrong and Smith one gone. Nobody on. Flat rock up. The foot. It's a strike. Foul. Elder after had plenty on that one. Here's the wind up again. It's a drive in the center field. A base hit. Right is going over the foul. Is hit into the center field. Rock rock is down in first. The throw. Rock rock the second. It's a double. Jack Rothrock nailed that ball, a scorching line drive. Into left center field with Jojo White going back fast. He knocked the ball down, and before he could pick it up and get it back to the infield, Rothrock was on second base. A two-bagger for Rothrock and manager Frankie Frick is coming up. Umpire Harry Geisel delayed proceedings for a moment to brush off the dish. Harry Geisel and all the boys are all... Very much satisfied with the ball and strike decisions of all of these umpires. Here we go now, ready to go on quick. One gone, runner on second. Ball one, a hook ball is high and outside. It's the first inning, left rock on second. The pitch, the high fly ball out of the short center field. Rogel going back, White coming in. Rogel has it. Two out, left rock on second. Frankie Fish swung at that ball. It was a high pitch inside, getting the ball on the handle of his back. And Jojo White, Billy Rochelle, were off with the crack of the bat. Rochelle turning around and making a neat catch for out number two. Joe Medwick. Joey Medwick, the Cardinal left fielder is up. A right-hand hitter. There's the strip. Another pitch. It's a ball. A pass ball is inside. Medwick pulls away from the plate. First inning in all. Cardinals batting two out. Jack Walfrock on second. The result of a double. Ball one on Joey Medwick, the hitter. The pitch. The high infield fly ball. Going back a third base with Owen going back fast. He has it. And that ball for the St. Louis Cardinals in the first inning. No run. One hit and no error. Ford Bond. These World Series broadcasts are brought to you through the courtesy of the makers of the Ford V8. Here in the Cardinals' half of the first inning, Marshall came up, the count went to three and two, and then he went down swinging hard beyond the strikeout route and took that long, long walk back to the bank. Jack Rothrock followed him in the batting order, banged one out into left center field for a two-base hit. He rested happily down on second as Frankie first came to bat. A high fly to short left center. Rogel went back on the grass under it and had it in the pocket for the second out. Two out, one on, and Medwick up. Medwick fouled one, high behind third. Owen went out fast under it and took that one in the net. No run, one hit, no error. And a big zero hangs in the first half of the first inning for St. Louis on the scoreboard out in right field. Jim Dean is taking his place out of the mound. He's warming up with Delancey. And Jojo White is down there swinging two big black bats as he comes into the batter's box. And here's Tom Manning. You know, there's a little picture down there that we want you to get. Dizzy Dean, you know, is in the box this afternoon. Bill Hallahan was the expected pitcher. Frankie Quick said before the game that, well, if Dizzy wants to go, we're going to put him in there. Perhaps he thinks that Dizzy Dean was very much instrumental in winning the pennant and he's getting the chance to pitch today. Ready to go. White is up. All one. Oh, inside. That's perhaps the reason that Dizzy Dean, with only a day's rest, is in there this afternoon instead of Wild Bill Hallahan. Jojo White is up. All one. Strike. Ball. 
Earnhardt has strike one. Jojo White, a left-hand hitter. Center fielder and leadoff man of the Badgers. The wind-up, one and one. Strike call. That was a fast ball to both over the outside corner to a left-hand hitter. And it is now a strike two and ball one. Wind-up, the pitch. It's a foul move ball. Now the Frankie Stacey comes over. He has it. Throws the column. White is out at first. One side are down in the first inning. That was a foul move ball. The Frankie Stacey came over to his left. Picks it up. Mickey Cochran gets a hand. Listen. Manager Mike Cochran. There was a lot of doubt here in Detroit last night as to whether or not manager Mike would be able to play today. He was spiked and running out of hit yesterday when Paul Dean put back against his face. It was a bad gap, and he was in the hospital all night. But he's out here this afternoon helping the boys in this crucial World Series ball game. First inning, one out. Cockled up the pit. That's strike, Paul. Nice fast ball was right down the old alley. Cochran up with one out and nobody on. The drive off to left field with a foul. Ball curve foul and the count on Cochran is strike two. Mike Cochran is up and Gehringer will be next. Jerome Dizzy Dean. Strike two, the wind up. Coming. It's a ground ball down second. Fish comes up with it. Throws to Collins. Cochran is out. Two out. Nobody out. Gellinger coming up. Gellinger is getting a nice round of the play. Charlie Gellinger, you know, living up to his reputation of the past. Quiet fellow. Just in there playing his best all the time. And his best is good enough. Two out, nobody on. The pitch to Gellinger. The high fly ball out toward left field. It is floating fire with everybody after it. Nobody gets it. Ooh, Jerry Hendrick was almost injured that time. He came over fast and his side bumped into the concrete barrier. And one of the boxes out there back of third base. He ran all along the gutter. But he didn't fall down and he's all right going back out to left field. Dolly Carrier was taking no chances on that ball. He had round the second base and was on his way to third. The pick to drive deep into right field. Walpock is going over near the line under it, and he has it. That's call for the Tigers in the first inning. No runs, no hits, no errors. No runs and just forward. Yes, sir, Reed, Tom Manning. No runs and just. Two of those zeros now hang out on that right field scoreboard. St. Louis, nothing. Detroit, nothing. And we end the first inning of this important ball game. Important, yes, sir, the seventh and deciding game of the 1934 World Series. These teams battling the Detroit Tigers and the St. Louis Cardinals. Tied up a three-game each. And here's what happened in the Tigers out of the first. Right came up, bounded to break, and he was out first to pilot. Stockton is back, grounded one hop down the flag. He breaks his it, winged it over to first base. To Rip Fallon, retiring Cochran. Right and Cochran down, and Geringer up. Geringer finally at the bang that fly out over third base and curving foul. 
Drove a fly out into right field, and Glass Rock took it for the third out. No run, no hit, no error. Now we have the fifth man in the Cardinal batter coming up. Coming to the plate here in the second inning, and Tom Manning to give it to you. All right, Tom. It's Rip Combs, the Cardinals' first tackle, left-hand batter. Held the locker. Right-hand submariner is in the box. The wind-up, the pitch. He swings and lets it drive out in the left center field. It's a face hit. Collins rounds first. Right has the ball. Puts it into Rochelle. The kick pass Rochelle. Carrier backing up. Recovers the ball. And Collins stops it first. A single. Line drive out to Jojo. White, but he took on the bounce. Got away from Rochelle on the return, but Geringer was backing up. That's the second travel hit. Bill Delancey, the captain, is up. The pitch. Ball one. A fast ball was smacked into Cochran's glove. Bill Delancey pulling away from the plate, and it is ball one. First pass of the second inning. A foul back. Strike. Ball one. Strike one. Ball one, strike one, the set. A peek over to first, the pitch. It's a ball. Outside, and the count on Bill Delancey. Left-hand hitter is two and one. Elder Walker having a hard time out there in the pitching rubber, trying to get that extra third out of the way. Now he's all set to go. Ball two and strike one, the pitch. It's a bowling ball down third. Aaron, to Gallagher. That play again with Collins on first. Bill Delancey left the ground ball to move Owen. Owen to Gellinger. Collins was out. Gellinger to Greenberg. Getting the hitter, Delancey. Two out, nobody on. Off Scotty up. With the first pitch coming right up here, look out there. Oh, somebody caught it. Well, that's the focus we come to being hit so far. Ball strike one. Something about these microphones, they should not be hit by a ball there. Coming to the back. 
What's that? He's grounded one into right field for a single. He was on Emilio DeRosa, who came up yesterday, got three out of four, and was up there swinging that bat hard. And Orsatti went, started down to second, and was out on the block down there from Mickey Cochran's wing, retiring the side. No run, two hits, and no errors. Now we come to the fourth batter in the Detroit Tigers lineup, and they come up for half the second. It's the Goose, Goose Goslin stepping up to the plate now, and here's Tom Manning coming in to give it to you. All right, Tom. Dizzy Dean is out there kicking some more left third around the pitching rubber. As is prepared to go into the tiger half of the second inning. No runs is just a wind-up. Goslin hitting. First ball is a score. Hopper down first base. Collins takes it, crosses to Dean. He's out. Collins takes the ball, and Dean, Dizzy Dean, cover the bag, taking the throw, and getting the foot out. One gone. That was a lazy, bombing ball. That's the Collins handle. Next hitter will be Billy Rogel, the little shortstop of the Detroit Tigers. Billy is batting left handed this afternoon against the right hand glance of Dizzy Dean. Here's the wind up. One gone, nobody on. Long one this time. Here comes. As a bombing ball down, short is in fast. It's pinched. He's safe. The ball that the Rosers came in fast for. He threw the ball in the dirt. Collins knocked it down, and it is scored as an error for shortstop to Rosers. Rogel safe at first on to Rosers' error. Greenberg body. Big right hand hitter. Last half of the second inning, one out, and Rogel is on first. There's the stretch. And the pitch, strike, ball. That was a hook ball. This tipped the outside corner of the plate to Hank Greenberg. Greenberg has his jaws cut down there this afternoon, swinging that bat up and down. There's the set and the pitch. Strike. He swings hard and misses. And out it's two and nothing. Hank Greenberg is hitting, third baseman, Corbo is next. Rochelle is on first, one man out. Dean is pumping his left foot up and down out there on the rubber. There's the stretch now. A peak at first, and the pitch. A foul back. And the count remains right two. Up across out a new ball, umpire Harry Geisel. Bill Delancey works seven yards out toward the pitcher's box. And then crosses it to Dizzy. Dizzy takes his glove off and first puts out for center field. And now he's looking in at Hank Greenberg, standing out there, rubbing the ball in his bare hands. Now he's ready to go to stretch. It's right two, you know. A play at first. Rogel is safe. Dizzy turns, stopped that ball over there with plenty on it to Rick Collins. Another stretch. The pitch. Tight three. Swung hard at a curveball over the outside corner. It was just above the knees and missed it for a third strike. Two men out. Rochelle on first. And Herb Owens. Detroit Tigers third baseman. Right hand hitter is up. No runs as yet, you know. There's a stretch. The pitch 
The bounding ball down to Pepper Martin. Martin comes up with it, throws to first, forcing Rachel at second for the third out. No run, no hit, one error, fourth on. The Ford Motor Company is sending you to broadcast the World Series game. The National Broadcasting Company presents a special news bulletin from the Press Radio Bureau. My side friends. French Foreign Minister Louis Barthou died today from bullet wounds inflicted by an assassin who also killed King Alexander I of Yugoslavia. It was first reported that Barthou's injuries were not serious. At Paris, the French cabinet has been hurriedly called into meetings to take action on the assassination of King Alexander of Yugoslavia. A grave European crisis is feared. Crown Prince Peter, 11 years old, the son of the plain king, probably will be proclaimed king within a few days. These bulletins are from the Press Radio Bureau. For further details, read your newspaper. Here we are now, going into the first half of the third inning. Out on the mound, Eldon Alter is warming up with Mickey Thompson. We have Leo DeRocher coming up there, who was at bat when Orsatti was out of second on the field. Here's Tom Manning to give you the first half of this third inning. All right, Tom. Leo DeRocher and Obi, Cardinal, shortstop. Was at bat last inning when Orsatti does erase feelings. Well, the walker, right-hander, starts to wind up on the first pitch to DeRocher. A great ball. Here's the wind-up again. Ball in, a fast ball is high inside. And the count on DeRocher is one and one. Ball two. Hawker's third ball was low and 20 outside. Two and one. Ball two and strike one. Hawker walks out of the path for second base. Now he's in there again. The wind-up. Strike call. That was a third ball. Right over the heart of the plate. And now the count on DeRosa is two and two. Ball two and strike two. Has a drive out of the center field, White going over a little bit under it, waiting, he has it. One man out. Leo Zalocha, the Cardinal shortstop, fires to Jojo White. This hand is for Dizzy Dean. Dizzy Dean of the Cardinals batting. One out, nobody on. Coming. A ball up the back. Dizzy Dean let his bat slide out of his hands and it rolls clear down past the third base pushing. Swung at that ball and fouled it off. Now the coach is swinging it back. Dizzy walked halfway down to get it. Taking his pitching hand that time with the bat strapped out of his hand and probably stung for a moment. Dizzy gets a big handful of dirt, rubbing that old crowd around there plenty. Much as you say, he's got a real grip on it. Boy, another foul back, strike two. The big boy is taking a lazy swing at that ball. That time he reached over the outside corner for a bad pitch. Just swung rather leisurely at it. And the count is two of nothing. Here's the windup. Strike two on Dizzy Dean. Back one out in the left field, it's like a base hit, it is, a base hit. The Dean is rounding first, Dodger has the ball, Dean is going down, it's going to be close, it is close. 
He ties in. He's safe. A double. Oh, a dizzy team. Roy up at 20, close to second base. McCaslin's return to Rochelle. Roy's jumped a little bit on the pitcher's box side of the bag. And Dizzy Dean stood on the other side with a nice hook slide. And he is safe getting a two-base hit. Took a long, close swing at that ball. Just cut it right and pumped it out to left field for two bases. Pepper Martin coming up. Last time up, Pepper struck out. There's a stretch and the pitch. He wraps one out to left, serving foul. It is foul. Strike one. Boy, there are two umpires. Bill Clem and Harry Geisel are certainly out there in position to see that one. Harry Geisel running about 15 feet down for serve. He got a good view of that line. Strike one on Pepper Martin. There's the stretch and the pitch. Ball one, the fastball inside, and the foul is ball one, strike one. Greenberg is playing back, so is Owens. They're not expecting it. The punt, ball one, strike one. Ball two, the third ball is outside. Another control if this couple of is going to do, you know. One man out, and Jimmy Dean is on second. As a bounding ball down first, Greenberg has it. Walker covering. He's safe. That's first base. Walker coming over with Taylor and Pepper Martin. Feeding by an eyelash. There's a bit of an argument going on down there at first base. With Gellinger has his hat off. Gellinger, you know, is selling in the argument. He probably said, looks like we had him. But Walker and Greenberg both talking to Dean Jordan. But Pepper Martin kicks it out. So it will be scored as a base hit. That puts Dizzy Dean on third base. Now we have runners on first and third. No runs in his head. One man out. And Jack Walcock, the Cardinal right fielder. Left hand batter coming up. The Tigers are going to play back, hoping to get a double play. Going in, Rose Garrett, both playing deep. There's a stretch. Runners on first and third, run out. Left rock hitting. The pitch. Pass is going down, the throw it in the turf. The pitch away from Garrett, but Dean holds third base. That's a stolen base for Pepper Martin. Mike Cochran throws, landed about 10 feet in front of Garrett. Garrett stuck up his left hand and batted the ball 15 to 20 feet away, but Dizzy Dean, the pitcher, held fast to third base. Scored out of the stolen base for a couple of marks. Ball one on left lap. Becker has his blood out now and is walking around the pitcher's box momentarily. This is a tough spot in this important ball game. Runners on second and third. Here's the lineup. The pitch to left lap. Ball two, a third ball. Left lap steps into that one. Gonna have to pull away fast. He's all those hooks. Geisler comes out and brushes off the plate. So we're delayed for a moment. Wilcox is out of the batter's box. Now he's in there, ready to go. The count is ball two. The pitch. Ball three. Third ball inside. It's three and nothing. 
Clancy Creighton will be up next. Here comes Bell Ferrell. He left. The bases are loaded. Do not believe that that was an intentional pass to Jack Laplock. Parker was bearing down just a little bit too much. The play perhaps going not to give Laplock anything good and for the runner, though there be a chance for a double carry from each base. Frankie pushes up. The infield is still playing back, hoping for a double carry. Run off the bags loaded. The pitch. A foul up and back. Strike on manager Frankie. Here's the picture, you know, Gene is on third base, Pepper Martin on second, Jack Warcraft is on first. First half of the third inning, no runs, scored is yet, and come out. Here's the lineup, strike one. Well, the fastball is inside. Frankie Fritz pulling away and then leaning back on his back. Count is ball one and strike one. Here's the wind-up, a long one, ball one, strike one. The higher foul up and back into the stand, and it's strike two. The roar that you heard, one of the fair fans popped up there, and has the World Series souvenir. Strike two and ball one. The umpire guys will across out a new ball. Hacker is out there with his glove off and is going on his hands. Now he's in there, ready to go. Strike two, ball one, bags loaded, one out. The windup, coming, with the ball, outside. With the count two and one, after had one to wait, he tried a third ball, way outside, and now it's two and two. All two and strike two. Here's the windup, two and two. It's a drive to right field, it's Kirby foul. Everybody running. Rock Rock is around the third base, that ball landed about three or four yards outside the foul line, and the count on Frankie Freak remains 2-2. Rock Rock is coming back to first rather slowly. He was on third, Couple Martin on second, Rock Rock on first, one out, two and two on the hitter. Walker's getting the signal now, and here's that long wind-up, two and two the pitch. There's a smash in the right field at the base hit. Dizzy Jean is coming across the plate. The ball gets away from Pat. Here comes Martin. Rock Rock is on his third and coming in. Rock Rock also scores. The goal is the third base. Three and nothing in favor of the Cardinals. With a bad throw Frankie Fritz drove a low line drive out the right field. Pete Fox coming over Pat. That is a ball over the foul line. And scores from third. Martin scored from second. Rock Rock, who is a very fast runner, kept right on going and scored all the way standing up. It is scored as a two-base hit for Frankie Fritz. It is now St. Louis Cardinals of the National League. Three, Detroit of the American League, nothing. Mike Thompson, Mervon, and Arthur are standing over there about five feet inside the foul line near third base having a bit of a conference. With the bags loaded and Frankie Fritz, you know, who has played in a good many World Series, stepped up there, and after getting a card, two and two, he fouled off several, and then finally nailed one in the right field. Schoolboy Rowe, his lead will replace El Navarro. That is not official as yet. 
Steve Warhol is coming in, is the warming up outside there under the grandstand, and we believe in a moment it will be official that Steve Warhol will replace Harold and Arthur. Mike Stockman has taken the ball from the umpire now and has walked out to the pitching rubber where Owen, Gellinger, and Greenberg. The ball walks over to the box. That is correct schoolboy rule. Officially, will be the relieving pitcher. That all happened in the third inning, you know. With one man gone, Dean bumped the double into left field. Pepper Martin, then single. Dean out and slow bounder down first, putting Dean on third. Pepper Martin stole second, and Jack Walcott took a base on third, filling the bag. Frankie Fritz then doubles to right field, turning the bases and making it the Cardinals three, the Tigers nothing. This is the seventh, you know, seventh and final game of the World Series. The boys have battled tooth and nail during the past six days. Two games here at Maven Field, the next three over at Portsmouth Park in St. Louis, and they returned here yesterday. The Cardinals won, forcing the seventh game, and here it is. Here in the first half of the third inning. Ready to go again. And Joe Medwick, the left fielder of the Cardinals, will be first to face Schoolboy Rowe. There's the stretch and the pitch. A bounding ball down to Rochelle. Rochelle to Greenberg. And Medwick is out. Fritz going to third on the play. Unnecessarily, Frankie Fritz slid into third base, taking most chances of being put out. Now we have two men out. And Ripper Collins, the first backer of the Cardinals. Left-hand battle is up. Ripper Collins. Hits the first ball, takes the base into the left field. Fish scores from third. Dawson fumbles a moment. Picks it up, puts it into Rochelle. And Collins drops it first. The Cardinals, four. Tigers, nothing. Bill Delancey. The Cardinal catcher will be the next hitter. The score, the St. Louis Cardinals score, Detroit Tigers nothing. A fair run rally by the Cardinals in this, the first half of the third inning. There's the set. The pitch. It's a ball high inside. One or nothing. On Bill Delancey. Schoolboy will take the set. A peek at first, and now the delivery. It's a ball inside. The shot breaking third ball, but Bill Delancey skipped out of the rail, and the count is two and nothing. There's the step again. Delancey batting in the third is ball two. It is, as it's passed out into right field, going, going, out into right field, a base hit, the ball turns off the barrier, Collins is down in third, keeping tight on going, here's the play at the plate, and Collins keeps the ball and the plate, Bill Delancey, dropping a second, it's a double. Bill Delancey, the Cardinal catcher, took that ball, and it's coming across the letters, and he nailed it to the right field corner for two bases. It is now the St. Louis Cardinals 5, Detroit Tigers 7. Still by Wall is now wrapping over the Tigers' dugout. Here's two for the afternoon. We believe that Hawkstep will be the next pitcher that is not official yet. We won't see until he reports to the umpire. 
20 or 25 feet in the air. Busy beating it all at 25. Burbo came in fast and saw that there was no chance of getting Galaxy at the plate and no chance of getting Dean at first because that's held on the ball. That's the second hit of the inning for Dizzy Dean. The score of the Cardinals, six, Tiger, seven. Aces still loaded, two out, and John Steppermark, Cardinal third baseman, will be next. We can wait a moment while Dizzy Dean gets that great Cardinal red sweater on. Last time up, Pepper Martin singles. In the first inning, he struck out. He backs up. Left hander is in the box. Dizzy Dean has it. Run around now, ready to go. The pitch. Ball in. Fast ball is inside. Pepper Martin pulls away. Count is one of nothing. Here's the pitch. Ball two. Back there was over, but just a little bit low. Now the shot on Pepper Martin is 2 11. He's the first Cardinal batter of the inning. Ball three. Another low and outside. 3 nothing. Ball three, the bad floater. Here's the pitch. Ball four, he walked. That forces Arizani across the plate. The final seven, the final seven. Mickey Koppel has left off to the pitching box again, and is having a conference out there with Keith Halstead. The tackle on the shoulder of Halstead is slowly walking out of the box over toward the final fence. Which is on the third base side of Naval Field. Many of the old time baseball celebrities have hit the World Series this year, and it's really good to see them all. Outstanding among them, whoever he goes, is the one and only Dave Ruth. He's going to give you a few of these facts now because the next Kaiser pitcher is not off side yet, and apparently now it'll be some moments before he does. Dave Ruth, you know, is sitting here in the press box. Word is going out through the newspapers that Dave Ruth will not sign a contract to play ball next year, but that he will sign a contract to manage one of the clubs. We believe that Tommy Bridges is coming in to be the next pitcher. So many old familiar figures, among them some of the umpires. Dick Nallon was looking at the Junior World Series this year. Also, is here to witness two of the fine ball games. Boy Van Gaffman, formerly of the American League, also around the corner. This speaker, perhaps the greatest center fielder of all time is here. Eddie Collins, there's another name that comes away. Knapp flies away of the Indians, formerly the Cleveland Knapp, and Eddie Collins, you know. The experts will tell you that they were two great second classes. Eddie Collins is here, perhaps trying to buy some outstanding ball players for Tom Walkie of the Boston Red Sox. Tommy Bridges took that great game for the Tigers. We'll take up the pitching now for Detroit Tigers. The Orchard Giants both came in and Keith Hallstead and now Tommy Bridges. Jack Rothrock will be up. Base is loaded, two men out. Seven runs across the base for the Cardinals. 
with his thoughts is lined up on the fifth to walk off, the left hand hitter. Ball one. Back ball is in play. Two men out in the third inning. Bases loaded to those. And here's the windup. There's a bounding ball. Scarrier comes up with a practice to one ball. That's the slice for the attack. That ball on the Cardinals in the first half of the third inning. Forward, where have you been? Come in. I've been right here watching this first half, the third inning of this World Series ball game between the Cardinals and the Dodgers. This broadcast comes to you with a compliment of the Ford Motor Company and the Ford Dealers of America, and comes direct from Nathan Field, Detroit. Here is the story of the disastrous first half of the third inning. For the Tigers, the Tigers back, the Rooker up a long fly to right field, out in left center field. Dean is back, a fly to left field, set to a double by a slide into second. Martin came up, beat out a hit to Greenberg, to play Greenberg to Arthur, and he was straight on a very close decision. Rock Rock set up, Martin went down, got away with a field of second. Rock Rock won. Straight it back, first double to right field, scoring Dean Martin and Rock Rock. Nedwick came up and Lowe replaced Arthur. Nedwick was out, low draw to Greenberg. First going to third. Collins is back, single to left, going first. Delancey doubled to the barrier, going Collins. Alfati was up and he walked. Lowe single, sending into Lancey. Alfati going to second. Dean at bat, down to the third. Horn couldn't make a play. Delancey scored. Martin up, walked, sending Alfati across. Rock Rock was finally out. When Bridges replaced Lowe, replaced Hodgett. On a bounder, down to second. All right, come in, Tom Manning. Here we go into the last half of the third. Pete Fox is the hitter, right-hand batter. The pitch, it's the ball. A fastball is low outside. This is the first time up this afternoon for Pete Fox. Here's the pitch. Strike. Ball. Ball one and strike one. All one, strike one. Dizzy Dean, you know, has had a long rest. Here's the pitch. A fire up and back. Strike two. Fox is up and Tommy Bridges on deck. Dizzy Dean has his glove off and breaking that bar. Deep Fox, the right field of the Tigers. And the count is strike two and ball one. The wind up. And the pitch has a drive out in the center field. Lord Scotty moving on a little bit. He's under it. He takes it. He pops, nailed that fast ball, and drove it on a line out to Ernie Earl Scotty, the Cardinals center fielder. One gone in the five and a half of the third inning. Tommy Bridges coming up to the plate. Tommy walking up there rather slowly. And he steps into the batter's box. Dean, getting a signal from Bill Delancey. The windup and the first pitch. Strike. Tommy Bridges takes the cut up that one and misses. As the ground ball to Chris, just knocks the ball down. Picks it up close to Collins and Bridges is out. That was a hot smash. It's terrible at the knee. Off Frankie Fritz, tied on second baseman. Rolls four, five feet away. He pounced on it, whipped it over to Collins, and Bridges is out. The Tigers have batted around. And White coming up for the second time. 
Jojo Wright, the Carter center fielder. The first pitch. Oh, up and back at third base, strike one. The Tigers have not made a hit off team in just an off. Strike. Oh, Jojo Wright stuck out his back that time as if the shot. Papa Martin came in fast and again, as he did the other day, Delancey whipped that ball right down at it. Maybe that's the match, I don't know. Strike two. Right to know, back in left-handed. Two men out. No doubt around. The pitch. As a cloud out of the center field, running off Scotty going over in the left center right of it, and he takes it. A ball from the Tigers in the third, no run, no hit, close. It's seven to nothing. Favoring the St. Louis Cardinals in this ball game, which is coming to you from Maven Field, Detroit. This is WMAQ, the Chicago Daily Newspaper. For the first time in the fourth inning, so you know the Cardinals seven, the Cardinals nothing. And Frankie Fritz, the Cardinal manager, will be first up in the final half of the fourth. Tom Bridges, you know, the right-hander, is in the box for Detroit Tigers. Get the signal, now the lineup, and we're ready to go. First hitting. All right. That was a fast ball right at the feet of Frankie Fritz. Frankie jumped out of the way and then fell on the ground. Now he's getting up. All one to count. There's the windup of Tommy Bridges. A bottling ball down to Gallagher. He comes up with it cleanly, crosses to Greenberg, switches out of first. One man out in the fourth inning. Joe Medley, the left fielder. The only man on the Carbon lineup who has not made a hit as yet. He made plenty during the season, and he's made plenty in the series so far. Up twice with no hit. Strike. Takes a terrific cut and misses. Here's the wind-up again. Has a smash into the right field. Fox going back, coming over under it. He takes it. Two men out. Nobody out. And Ripper Collins. The Cardinals. Two stars on Fox. But those three out. Took off his gloves and started in for the bench. Here's the first pitch to Collins. As it slides out of the right field at the base hit, Pete Fox coming in, puts the ball up, returns it to Gellinger at second, and Collins has his third hit of the afternoon. Three singles. Bill Delancey, the Cardinal catcher, will be next. He has a double out of two times at bat. Bill Delancey, Batson, left hand. There's the pitch. Hit the ball outside. This Bobby Bridges and O's not very big, weighing around 155, 160 pounds. There's the pitch. A bounding ball slowly down to Gellinger. Gellinger passes to Rochelle. 
Gosman, then it's back. A fly to Medwick. Medwick coming in fast from the short left and took it for the out. Rokel, at that, fourth going to the second, driving one down the face. Fifth Gosman to the Roadster, driving the trap. No run, one hit, no errors. And the score is seven to nothing, favor of the North Cardinals. Seven runs made in the third inning. Eleven hits. The Cardinals have been it so far to one hit for the South Cardinals. We go again to the fifth inning now. With Ernie O'Fatty, California boy, coming up there, rubbing the something out of his eyes. He steps up to the batter's box. After the fourth round, they just walk up to the mound, and here's Tom Manning to give it to you. Right on forward, ready for the first half of the fifth. Ernie O'Fatty, the center field of the car, left hand batter, grab a single on the face, and falls is up. The pitch, first ball. Tommy Bridges, set a fast ball, first miles right down the alley. Coming. The highest fly ball. Out to short left field. Garfield coming in. Waiting for it. And he has it. One down. Captain Leo DeLosa coming up. Yesterday afternoon, you know, Leo had three hits. He's just about the happiest kid in the United States. I'll tell you that. He admits himself he's not much of a batter, but he was all right yesterday. The first pitch, six, ten. Leo has one hit on a two trips to the plate this afternoon. Fifth inning, one out, nobody on. The wind-up. There's a high fly ball to left field. Garson coming over about five yards under the plate. He has it. Two out, nobody on. Dizzy Dean will be the next batter. Dizzy Dean sitting on the bench waiting for his turn at bat. Ice coming up there working very slowly. Dizzy's getting an ice hand from the fans here at Detroit. He steps up to the plate. The paper flying around down there. There's good shot. Time is recalled for a moment. But he looks down, gets his foot on it. Now the fans are having some fun. Gets away from him. Finally, he catches up with it. And they're ready to go. First half of the fifth inning, the card seven, cards are dropping two out, nobody on. Dean is up, and the pitch, straight, Dean, this is the and the roar of the crowd comes up as he swings all the way around, pivoting, and then falls to the ground. Here's the pitch again. He's trying to please the class. I guess they're getting a kick out of it. Two strikes and hitters. This is being taken three great big long horse swings. All the way from the west coast to the east coast and the victim for the strikeout ending the final half of the fifth inning. No runs, no hits, and no errors. And here's what happened. Only your starting first up. Wired out to Garfield. Leo DeRocha. Also fired to Garfield. Dizzy Dean then came up and took three long swings rather leisurely. And then walked over to the Cardinal dugout and got a drink of water. And now he's walking slowly out to the pitching rubber to take up his pitching duties against the Tigers in the last half of the fifth inning. So far, the Cardinals have scored seven runs. It made 11 hits. 
Then the recipient has three bases on ball. You get that seven runs, 11 hits, three bases on ball. While the Tigers, on the other hand, last bat four times. They have made one hit, that by Charlie Garrier in the fourth inning. Billy Rogero hit the base in the second inning, and two other races, Arrow. With one of the Tiger half of the fifth inning, Hank Greenberg will be first up. And Ford Bond will describe the play for you. So, he's in there, here's the pitch. A ball. Going outside to take Hank Greenberg, who backs right. Delancey takes it and crosses out to Genesee, who's out it on the mound. Standing just at the edge of the saddle, which cuts across the pitcher's mound. He goes into his wind-up, shoots it in. A ball, right, just about the same position, still outside to the right-handed batter. Ball two. Greenberg swings his bat back and forth, looping it around down 30 feet. Then Stephen goes into his wind-up, here's the pitch. He swings for a strike. Two balls and strike one. That's the count of Big Hank Greenberg's first batter for the Tigers here in their half of the fifth inning. He scores 7 nothing. Favor the St. Louis Cardinals. Gene out there, he's put on the rubber, get the signal and give it a wind up. Here it is. He smacks one out of the first hit into right center. I'm going down the first for Green. And that drop off, he reaches into first. And Big Hank is down on first base here. Single, three set it. Marvin Owen. Marvin Owen of San Jose, California. Two up there for batters at night. Delancey has walked out and handed the ball to Dennis Dean, a new one, and he's rubbing off, breaking the cover to get the shooting. Rubs his foot across and rubs the rubber. He's himself a throw there and walks over. Puts his foot into it, glances on Greenberg, here's the pitch. A ball outside to Marvin, who's batting right. Another collegiate ball, Marvin. He's down there batting now with one arm. Nobody out, here's the pitch. He cracks one high, out into right center, left, right, goes back under, and has it in the net. And Greenberg would have gotten two-thirds away down the second case and back over to first. One on, one out, and Pete Fox, you left. Pete Fox, a Hoosier left. Evansville, Indiana. Will find Missouri. Pete has mixed it to a credit. Just he stopped as he stepped up there. He backed right, facing Dizzy Dean. Here you turn to his back to Greenberg as he comes up to put on the rubber. Then glance over his shoulder. Greenberg takes a little lead in the pitch. A foul back into the screen. Foul strike one. They started up rhythmic tapping in the stands. Listen. Dean gets the signal. Steps up on the mound. Goes into his set. Glances over and here's the pitch. A swinging strike through. Lifting it cleanly. A fooler on what Dean put across there then. The Lancing Shaft is down there, gave the signal. A wind up in the set. It is a bounding foul over into the Tigers' dugout. Going in there where one of the boys, sitting there taking the close it down into another receptor of the dugout. Guilty Fox up there, strike two on him. Dean and he's back to Greenberg, glancing at him over his shoulder as he comes up, goes into his mind up in the stretch, and again, another glance, here it is. A ball, ball, a ball, ball there by Harry Guy, who's down there. And it's one ball in strike two. Harry Guy will be falling in behind the plate today. Ball one in strike two. And Greenberg on first. Wow, here's the pick. 
He's back. He's got the left. Don't lose that ball. Greenberg down there going to third base, looking down at it. As he says, you saw in the one corner, Pete Fox adjusting his trousers and trying to get up across the middle of that chest. And he hit the dirt down there on the front. He makes his leg. Here is Tommy Bridges. Tommy Bridges is back, facing Dean. Here's the pitch. A pair of strikes on Tommy Bridges. Two on, one out. Strike one, back out of this inning. Four, seven, I think there's a new establishment. Tommy Bridges is the Tiger Bridges up. Here's the pitch. Very hard down there on the mountain now facing Bridges. Greenberg taking lead off third. He's popped off second, far off. Long shot of second down here is the pitch. A ball high in the side to the right-handed batter. Ball one and strike two. Dizzy, Dusty certainly shouted and told us to rest people that go back. Very sharp with the flaming cloud no feet. Goes to his lineup, here's the pitch. A Bridges of Gordon both on a two. The case now by Georgia White. Lance to Georgia. Red Oak, really? He gives as the face he starts to come in this world. Georgia walks in there now. Bailey is back behind him. He back left. Dean has walked out again. Again is pulling at himself and his back. Facing his third disaster. Looks around at these facts. Also over Greenberg on third. Sanjo throwing the rubber. Watching the Lancey for the signal. Sanjo motionless. Dean takes off. Mid out there, grabs his hand, then steps back off the rubber, comes up to it again, again, hitches these charges, goes into his line up very fast, here's the pitch. A boundary, down to second, the Lakers hit the center over to Collins, where are they at? Retiring the side, come in, Tom Manning. Well, that was a play by the road to again, a brilliant play. The runners on second and third for that out. Hank Greenberg is first up. He cleaned it to right center. Not on. Ends on a hole of one. And hit it squarely toward right field. If he throws it up, wind is going in to right field this afternoon. And it goes up there. Up. And that's where the black box that you don't know to make the top. Keep back. Then drop the double to left center. Heads up, face running. And a beautiful specialized beating is going to be into it. Greenberg back at third. Tommy Bridges then came up and was called out on strike. Right came up. Jim Hart got to top the ball. It was a high bounder, slow bounder. Theodore is coming over right in front of the second base cushion. Picks the ball up, hold on. Two hits and go home. We come to the conclusion of the fifth inning. And the nationwide broadcast of the World Series games are brought to you by the Ford Motor Company. They go in the first half of the sixth inning. The Cardinals coming to bat. Cup American will be first up. A right hand batter with Tommy Bridges and Mickey Cochran beside the battery. Sure. And the Cardinals leading seven and having a couple Martin take his face in the batter's box down there. Tom to Lever steps to the back of the box. Bridges goes to his lineup. Here it is. A sight. The looper coming over there. Global or a call sight. Strike one. Double closes his cap as Bridges. Now he's stepped up onto the mound. Bridges lined up. Here it is. 
He's got one in the short left. Ball base hit. Round first. Going on down in the second goblin makes his throw. Into Rodell. He slides in and is called safe by Brick Owen. Rodell taking the throw from Gosling. Who fielded it out there? Good. Got the efficient scores as a single and an error. on the floor. Here's a pitch to the next batter. Jack Rothrock is up there and it's a ball. Wide and outside to the left-handed batter. Double Martin down on second. Bridges goes to his stretch. Here's the pitch. He starts to fly out into the left center. Rodland over under it and has it for the out. Pepper Martin starts to go down the top and wins it in to Marborn and Martin is held on second. One out. One on, and Frank Strait, you up at the plate. He comes up, pulling at his trousers, pulling at the peak of his cap and adjusting it. They all seem to want them to get themselves perfectly comfortable before they step into the batter's box. Frank, he always thinks he's got a little toehold. He left foot and he stepped up there. Swings his back back and forth. He's got him a couple of times, up and down. And throws his back on his shoulders. Here's a little around Martin. and here's the pitch. A drive out into left center. Well, the Nigeria West comes in, has it, wings it in the second, and Martin is again forced to hold the base by the fifth throw in. Cross around for the moment. Eugene Berg, and he wings it over to Bridges. Joe Medwick follows straight. He's in there now, facing batting right. Martin down on second. Has no hit. He's just second. Here he is. A foul fight. On Joe Medley. First ball delivered to him. The only man in the Cardinal lineup. About a hit to his best adaption. Here's the pitch. He swings hard and drives one high. Out into deep right center. Bounds off the barrier. He's got his skating around second. The runner is in. He goes on down the third to relay. And he's safe at third base. Ralph Roy as he runs into third base and covering the ball. Run in, two out, 
and Ludwig on third. Rip Allen to the top. Richard back in the back now. Coming up, tapping the plate for the score is now nine to nothing. Here's the St. Louis Cardinals. Here's the pitch. He swings out, missing it cleanly for strike one. The Lancey steps clear out the batter's box on that. Wipes it off his hands in the dirt. The boy comes back up. While pitch is waiting for him, he steps out of the left mound. Dusted his hand on the Rosenberg again. Got of the grandstand now steps is almost at the second base. Stepping through short. And curving on around over first. Bridges looks around the drift island. Here's the pitch. He's got the high towering high fire back and forth. Marlboro goes back fast. But it's got where he can't do a thing with it into the basket above third and back of there. So Marlboro and drops back in. After blasting the sand, he's bound away from those who try to get it. Lancey again. Back in the batter's back. Strike two is the count on him. Two runs in this inning. Here's the pitch. He swings hard at it again. He got the third strike at his last time to Greenberg. Well, the ass is trying the flag. Come in, down there. Two runs. Three hits and two hours. Pepper Martin was first up, and he swings to left field. He went to second. Went to the left field. the ball, getting an hour. That's what's that. Why is it awesome? Out there, that's how a quick one, that's how a scramble has to rush out there. 
in Cincerite, as for Edgar Ludwig, who stood in the third base. Perhaps the unintentionally put in to Marlboro. And the boys had a bit of an argument over there, and the Cincerite style has uh, taken part in, uh, in the argument by throwing everything that they can get their hands on out into left field. The regular Raven Shield ground crew have all gone out there now. They're picking up the paddles and everything, but the fans are standing there waving their handkerchiefs, newspapers, and hats and everything at Joey Medlick, the Cardinal left fielder. In the meantime, let us get back to the ball game. As we win the Tiger half of the sixth inning, it will be nine to nothing in favor of the Cardinals. And that inning again, the first half of the sixth, Hatton, single to left field, went to second, and Dawes on Sunday. Grab rock, then drive to Dawson. Quick, drive to Then Medlick triples, Sawyer Martin, and then the appearance of third base. Allen then single to center field. It was long four foot of the afternoon. It sent Medlick across the plate, making it the Cardinals of the National League nine before the American League nothing. Allen six seconds on White, Joko White, the center fielder fumble. The last then struck out. And here's the picture in left field again. Moments. You know, these things happen in all sporting contests of this time. 
Nerves are very taut. Everyone is on edge. And even though the Cardinals have a very comfortable lead in this seventh and final game in this 1934 World Series, still the nerves of all the players, even with that comfortable lead, are very, very much on edge. So that's one of those things that can happen. And after it's all over with, why everybody's sorry for it, they shake hands and make up. Tom Manning has given you this picture, which we can't hardly elaborate on any further. Tom, will you come in and continue? I want to say just a moment, it's been a long time since we told the folks. We've had a great time out here for seven days, and the Ford Motor Company hopes that the crowds that are listening in at the schools of Ford dealers throughout the United States and Canada, as well as everywhere else, are enjoying these games. Nothing doing in the way of starting players as yet. As Don Wilson told you, the ground crew is out there in the cleanup position. The score at this time is 9 to nothing in favor of the Cardinals of the National League. Joe Edwards is going back out to left field. The ground has been cleaned up. And once again, the fans out there in left field are standing up. They're throwing whatever they have left now. Here comes some more oranges, some more apples and everything else. Here comes a couple of more bottles. They're throwing everything that they have out there on the field again. And once more, up past Rick Owen, up past Derek Clem, those two federal umpires of the Major League, all of the Americans, and Clem of the National have walked out there. Clem is coming in now and is saying something to a couple of Latins. In the meantime, Frankie Cook, the manager of the Cardinals, is walking out there, attacking the football, as is Captain Leo DeRocio. Once again, the ground crew make every possible attempt to holding up their hands, asking the fans to allow the game to continue. But I don't believe that they're going to allow Joe Mubrick to play left field. But the Cardinals, you know, they have a pride all of their own. They hate to give up and bring Joe Mubrick in out of there. But I fear Frankie Fishbaugh is hoping to Joe Mubrick to come in. Mubrick is walking slowly in from left field. Let us give you the picture now of the Dean boys down here. Dizzy Dean has had his player on and off on several occasions. Just at the moment, the back door of the Cardinals has again run out of the field, taking that right red sweater, crimson black out to Dizzy Dean, who is the Cardinal pitcher of the afternoon. And Bill Galanti and Dean now are walking out towards left field. It's going to be some moments here before play can be resumed at Maven Field here in Detroit. The umpires have all congregated down there as just in front of the shortstop position. Nigel and all of the American League, Dean Jordan and Bill Trump of the National League. They're having some sort of a conference down there. They're all in the Cardinals. are in a flat to the huddle right at the shortstop position. And we're going to turn the microphone over to Paul Todd, who thinks he's seen something different now. So, the conference of umpires is going on down there now, Tom. It's different from the several conferences which have gone on before. We've had several down here while this action going was going on. And now the four of them who went down to the mountain and stepped over to speak to manager Frankie Fay. What their decision has been after this reception given to Joe Medwick out there in left field will be announced in just a moment. The players are leaving back in their position. He is walking back up to the mound. One of the boys carrying his red, his cardinal red jersey out. Medwick has walked out there. He certainly seems to be able to take it. He stood there facing the fans, taking all the booze and the jeers which they offered him. Now he's walked out there amid that. And more of the food is starting to come down. Lemons, oranges, 
want to tell you that in the first half of the sixth inning here, the Forest, the St. Louis Cardinals of the Master League time, Detroit Tigers, nothing. It was in the sixth inning. The Joe Mudwick threw the ball into deep right center field. The ball turned off the barrier out there, and it was a close play at third base. Joe Mudwick left his feet and slid into third. He and Morbell, the Tiger third baseman, both fell to the ground. They got up and squared off. The players stepped between them, and when Joe Mudwick went out to play left field for the Cardinals, he beat the right through everything that they had. Many of them were carrying lunches, through oranges, apples, bananas, and sandwiches, of every description and of every make out on the field, including a lot of cup bottles. The field was cleared off several times, but Senator John Martin Landers, after conference, has ordered Joe Medrick out of the lineup and kicked forth to play left field. You know, Dizzy Dean will be allowed to take a few moments now to warm up after this long delay. And the first Tiger hitter in the sixth inning will be manager Mickey Cochran. And here is Ford Bonds to tell you about the Tiger half of the sixth. The score, St. Louis 9, Detroit nothing. Ford, Tom, that's the first time the Judge Land has ever participated in a division in a game since his attention to the half league of baseball. Here's the pitch. A strike called on Mickey Cochran. Judge Landis making the decision down here, standing up in his box with the managers before him and the two players who were concerned in the disruption at third base. Making the decision, sending Mebrick out and full of in. Here's the next pitch. He cracks the fly out into right field. And Bullfrog going back to the line, makes a nice catch of it, making it one out. You know, we're in the last half of the sixth inning. Mickey Cotton, the first man up for the Tigers as they trail nine to nothing, coming up in their half of the sixth. Sally Gehringer next at bat. Pullis. Fuller is the new left fielder for the St. Louis Cardinals. Dizzy Dean had a long time. He tried to warm up several times. Then they tried to resume play. Drop his sweater. Put it back on when the boots started flying off in left field again. Three or four times that happened. Each time he had to retire to put on his sweater and try to keep his arm warm. Then he came back, warmed up again. Gehringer's in there now as Mickey Dotson dropped on over to the dugout. One out. Nobody on. Here's the injured batter. Here's the pitch. A ball strike. Cutting in there. Curving in and cutting the outside corner. Strike one on Charlie Gehringer. He has his bat back on his shoulder. Puts it up again. Here's the wind up. The pitch. A bounder down the George DeRosa takes it. Shoots it over to first and he's out. A beautiful pickup by Leo DeRosa. And the crowd is applauding him here. He made a beautiful pickup of a bounder coming in fast on it, shooting over Rip Collins for the second half retiring Charlie Gehringer. Bruce Goslin, big old Bruce from Salem, New Jersey, comes in there and now taps the rubber, pulls it his cap, and swings his bat a couple of times. And writes the full length of it after getting his convert on his hand. Here's the wind-up that shoots in. He tracks the fly. It's coming over here. Just the line. Rip Collins is back under. Cross the line and has it in the net for the third out. All right, Tom Manning, come right in. No one, no hits, Grant, no errors. Mickey Cochran first up, slides to Westbrook. Gehringer is off to Rosie to Collins. And that's what it is in shortstop of the Cardinals. Came in and threw a big hand from the Tiger Rudy there to that slow play. It is a slow boundary. Came in fast, took the ball up, and hit the other hand over the first just ahead of Gehringer. Two thousand, then fouled out to first base from Collins. No one. No hit and no error. We have to do the sixth inning of this seventh game of the World Series. The St. Louis Cardinals have scored seven runs in the third inning and two in the sixth. 
ball at the end of six innings. St. Louis tie to 12-0. Tigers started off there this afternoon, and Bull, Offset, and Bridges came in as we placed in the third inning. Bridges is still in the box. A little right-hand curveball artist who has pitched that brilliant ball throughout the American League campaign. The boy who pitched that grand game against the Cardinals the other day. He is in there this afternoon, and Ernie Orsatti will lead off for the Cards in the seventh. Or Bob. Ernie Orsatti has stepped up there to the batter's box now. Harry Geisel is up at the plate. Question some over. Here comes Bill Clam over to get a piece of paper. Yes, that was what was wrong here, delaying play as we go into the seventh inning. Bill Clam had trotted over, and he's down here talking to one of the coaches back here on the line who's raced back into the dugout. Now Bridges is still warming up with Mickey Cochran as Orsatti has stepped away from the plate. Bill Clem is walking slowly across the diamond. He's umpiring at third today. Tommy Bridges, whom Tom Manning was just speaking about, pitching grand ball since the third inning, pitching nice ball. He did a grand job on Sunday. Back into the screen, back of home plate. A new ball goes into play. 
And Tommy Bridges starts breaking the cover and dirtying it up to his satisfaction. He comes up there, throws the rubber again. Bat on Dean's shoulder. Here's the wind-up and the pitch. A bounder down to third. Marvon holds him at third, then throws Dean out at first. Owen holds the roaster on third, then makes the foot out, going over to Big Hank Greenberg. Two out. Leo DeRocher on third base, and Peppery Martin, little old Pepper, down here, wiping his hands in the dirt behind the plate before he comes up, and just his belt, goes to the piggity staff, and steps into the batter's box, taps the old rubber plate down here as Bridges goes into his windup. Here's the pitch. A strike call. He just slip that outside corner to the right-handed batter. Stretch, and then a windup. And the pitch. Attempts to bunt, and it's a strike. Strike two. Umpire Harry Geisel holds up his hand, showing the count. Strike two on the batter. Mickey gets up, that's giving the signal. Here's the wind up. A grounder, down to Charlie Geringer, second. He stops it for the moment, and the runner is straight at first on the error, scoring Leo DeRocher with the 10th from the ball game. 10 to nothing, favor the St. Louis Cardinals. The error on Charlie Guerin. Jack Luprock follows Martin in the batting order of the Cardinals. He steps up there, now batting left. With Pepper Martin on first, a run in, two out. Here's the pitch, a ball, high and outside the left-handed batter. Ball one is the count, two out, and Pepper Martin on first. And a run in. Ten to nothing now, favor St. Louis. A pile work first, but Pepper is back there with his foot up against the bag. Falling around, trying to keep his balance. Before Hank Greenberg lets loose that ball, throwing it back to Bridges. Then again, he takes the lead off first. Dancing around down here is the pitch. He throws down. Mickey fights it down, and it's piled down there to second hand. He's David Rolls just off the bag. Rogel goes over and takes it. They're scoring it as a stolen base. Runner coming in hard at the same time as the ball. Ball rolling with it. Scoring that as a stolen base for Pepper Martin. Jack Rothrock down here at bat. They're just back up on the mound. Glances around the second and shoots the pitch in. He drives one high out into deep left center. Goslin chasing and going over his head. Martin coming on in. Rothrock is rounding second. Goslin makes a throw in. And it's a two-base hit for Jack Rothrock, scoring the 11th run of the ball game. 11 to nothing in favor of the St. Louis Cardinals. Greenberg takes the toss from Rogel, who got the throw in from Goslin. Rothrock now on second, and Frank Frick it back. Here's the pitch. He's back hard at the first, and Marvon goes back on it to foul. Way back up there, goes back on it fast, but doesn't quite catch up with it, and it drops far along the strike. Strike one. Frankie steps out of the box, wipes his hands in the dirt, rubs him on his trousers, runs one hand the length of his bat before he comes back up there to face Tommy Bridges, who has the signal now for Mickey Cotton to straighten up, throwing the rubber. Gordon with set, glances around, here's the pitch. He backs one high, out into right field. The peak box is getting under it and has it for the out, retiring the side. Come in, Tom Manning. 
the cardinal heart of the town, Tony Orzani, was coached up and tried to white. Leo DeLocha, Sam Triple. Dizzy Dean bombed out all to Greenberg. Papa Martin hit a, a ground ball to Gallagher. Gallagher fumbled the ball, getting an hour, and DeLocha scores. Jack Rothrock is back. Papa Martin stole second. Rothrock then got a hold of one and drove it against the barrier in deep left center field for two bases, sending Martin across the plate. Fish slides the clock. Two runs, two hits, and one error. As we win the last half of the seventh inning, score St. Louis Cardinals 11, Detroit Tigers 7. Always up for that old seventh inning stretch. Tigers coming to bat, and Billy Rogel. Tigers shortstop, left hand had it. His hitter will be first up. Izzy Dean, you know, and Bill Delancey form the Cardinal batter. Bill Rogel has picked up Bill Delancey's mask, and Bill puts the ball out for second, and takes his mask, and we're ready to go. The Tiger half of the seventh inning, fourth bomb. Bill Rogel, shortstop from Springfield, Illinois. Batting now for the Tigers as we go into half the seventh. Dean is down on the mound getting the signal from Bill Delancey. He goes into his windup, and here's the pitch. He swings out of it, fouls it, it's fouls it, bounds back at home plate. Bill Delancey. I thought the ball had gone up into the air for the moment, started targeting the pass before he realized the ball was down on the ground. Very guys have stepped up and dust up the plate. Bill Rogel takes some dirt out of his heels. Stepped up there again, pulls at the peak of his cap, faces Dizzy Dean, who's out there on the mound with his characteristic stance before he goes into his windup. Here it is, and the pitch. Up. Now popped up into the hands of Leo DeRocher. There's short for the out. One guard, first batter up, popping up to Leo DeRocher. We have Hank Greenberg, the bunk boy of New York City, up there for the Tigers. Down here, kicking hard to dirt. He bats right, kicking hard to dirt down the batter's box. Here's the pitch. A strike foul, stepping the inside, gone to the plate. To Big Hank Greenberg, who's batting right. Nobody on, one gone. Here's the wind up in the pitch. He offered hard at a slow ball, but it goes sailing over the line. Foul, and it's just a long strike. Strike two. The roar of the crowd, thinking it was a home run. It got straight off that left field line. But it was serving foul all the time, and wheeled across there. And he's up there now with strike two on him. Delancey signaling to Dean. The Gordon with Wayne up the pitch. He swings hard, going down the other strikeout route. Two out. Greenberg retiring one, swinging at one with plenty of hop and plenty of break on that curve. Marvin Owen. Marvin Owen, the third Tiger batter up in the seventh inning. The score 11 nothing in favor of St. Louis. They made seven runs in the third, two in the sixth, and two in the seventh. Here's the pitch. A ball too low. Lancy talks about against the team. Actually, first in his catch is missed. Give the signal. Here it comes. A ball. Ball two again. Too low to my voice. Lancy walks her out in front of the plate. Before he shoots it out to Dean again. He's standing there motionless. Then goes into his windup and he gets the signal. Here it is. A bounder down to Frank Fisher. Takes it to the edge of the grass. Shoots it over to Collins for the out. Retiring the side. Three up, 
And three down. Come in, John Mack. No run. No hit. No error. No kill. Popped up to DeRosa. Greenberg. Struck out. Bob Owen. Bombed out. First to Collins. The full series broadcast are brought to you through the courtesy of the Ford Motor Company. They're sent to you directly from Maven Field, Detroit. WMAQ, the Chicago Daily News Station. The time is 225 and 27 Central Standard Time. At the quality one of the first half of the eighth inning here at Maven Field, we have a change in the size of pitchers. Tommy Bridges, no, who's been in the box, to take it out. And football, Marbury. That colorful figure, it was so long, was with the Washington Senators. In great relief, pitching, he did in his early days. He's now the Tigers, and he comes in here as the Tigers come to bat in the eighth inning. Ted Marbury, big heavy set, right hand. Tigers come to bat, and here is Ted Marbury. Marbury's in there making the cover on a new ball as Kyle Fuller, the new left fielder. He's up at bat to start here to pitch. A ball, forcing the right-handed batter away from the plate. Ball one, here's the count on Charlie Fuller, from Gerardo, Pennsylvania. Here's the wind up in the pitch. Again, a ball inside the right-handed batter. Ball two. Marbury, he comes from Sweetman, Texas. He's just come in here to lead in the eighth inning. Here's the wind-up. He cuts a hot one down. Hot short, green short, and second base. He goes on out to center field. A single, a trolley, six bullet. He's down first. Now with Rip Collins. You up at the plate. And Rip takes his place there in the batter's back, cracking the rubber with his back and swinging his back mostly back and forth as he comes up there to face the offering of Purple Marbury. One on and nobody out to score 11 nothing favor of St. Louis Cardinals. Here we go into the first half of the eighth inning. Here's the wind up in the pitch. He cracks one high out into right center. Pete Fox is going over under Dan has it, and Fuller's would chase almost down to second as the race back to first. One out, one on. Dick Fuller's on first, and Bill Delancey, the Cardinal catcher, coming up to bat. Gerringer just to go in. He tosses the ball over to Marbury, who wipes his hand off on the rocking bag. One out, one on. First half of the eighth inning, the score 11 to nothing, favor St. Louis. Lancey's down there, swinging his bat back and forth. Here's the pitch. He cracked one down. Two second. Gillinger takes it, shoots it over to first. Not possible to make a play. Fullis was already down on second, and there's two gone. Lancey out Gillinger to Greenberg. Ernie Orsatti. Ernie Orsatti, whom we've told you, is from Los Angeles, California, and who has received an injury in almost every game of this series but who has played sterling ball all the way through another left. I believe he's only been out of one game when Fuller placed him out in center field when the injuries were just too painful and legs too stiff in perform. Here's the pitch. A ball. Low, almost in the dirt. Stockton picking it out of it. Dick Fuller down on second. Robbery glances around at him. Playing on the mountain, juicy pitch in passage, high and outside for ball two. Purple Marbury again, wiping off the cover of the ball, and he steps up there to throw the rubber. Looking around hard at the bullet and the pitch. 
ball, ball three. Iowan and inside. Jeronio Arcadio back left. He swings it back very slowly and groups it down. Here's the pitch. And the walk. A ball too low. Arcadio is given a walk. You can see just the way he drops down the first of that right leg is still bothering. Two men on, two out, and Leo DeRocher at back. Mr. Knowledge Marbury, M-A-R-B-E-R-R-Y, Marbury is pitching. The man up at bat right now is Mr. DeRocher. Man on first, a man on second, two down, and strike one has been pitched to DeRocher. He awaits for the next one. Oh, that one almost hit him. Came in close. He ducked away from it. A very nice catch by Cochran that time to keep it from being a wild pitch. Very nicely caught by Cochran. Here it comes. That's what the ball back towards second base. It's taken for the fourth of Wachati. That repairs the side in the eighth inning, the first half of the eighth. And we have in that place for the Cardinals no runs, one hit, no errors, and two men left for the base. Starting to play on the last half of the eighth inning. Man coming to bat is Fox, the right fielder. Mr. Fox is down there ready for the ball to be pitched down again. Dean pitches it down. Fox lands it out toward left field. The ball lands way back in the corner and left. It's being taken out there and thrown right down toward third base in a fast throw. The ball is stopped by Martin. And the runner pulls up on second base with his second double of the afternoon. Fox doubling right down in the left field corner on the first ball pitch. That, ladies and gentlemen, being the fourth hit of Dizzy Dean this afternoon. Now we shall see who can turn to that for Arbery, if any. You know, the largest score on a shutout in the World Series was 9 to nothing when it was 1905. Matheson took that game. Right now the score is 11 to nothing in favor of St. Louis. And, of course, these Detroit Americans want to get one run in at least as they possibly can here before this game ends. It's the last half of the eighth, and the man in scoring spot, Walker, is coming to bat for Marbury. W-A-L-K-E-R. Walker batting for Marbury. Walker batting for Marbury. That's up there, a right-hand hitter. Dean ready to pitch him with a man on second base and nobody down in the last half of the eighth. Here's a pitch. First ball pitch is a long fly. Way out toward left. Left fielder's after it. Fuller takes the ball, runs a few steps forward, and whips it down toward third base. The walker is out on the first ball pitch on a high flight of left field. Next man coming to bat is Jojo White. White coming up with one down, a man on second. Ball has just been returned to Dizzy Dean. Dizzy's getting ready to walk toward the mound. He comes up under the mound. No chance for a windup. Just walked over on second in scoring position. White the left hand hitter. Dean stretches, looks toward second. Here's the first pitch, and White takes it for strike one call. Just above the hip on the outside corner. One strike to White. Fox taking his lead at second. Nobody seems to be bothering him at all. White again swings in close to the inside line of the batsman's box. Puts the bat back onto his shoulder, but the way he has swings back, he hasn't had a hit this afternoon. Instead of using the black bat, he has a nice new weapon. Here's the next pitch. The ball is called for a strike. Catching the corner on the inside, just at the hip. Strike to the Jojo. He was hitting 158 at the start of this game as far as his series hitting is concerned. 
That has dropped considerably so far with three pitches to play the no hits this afternoon. Here's the pitch. He takes a swing at it. And it's called the right three. You're out. White swings at it for strike three. And that brings Dizzy Dean's strikeout record and the record of hits off him to be the same. Four strikeouts, four hits off Dizzy. Mickey Cochran comes to bat. The idol of the Detroit fans, a great ball player. Steps up there, left-hand swinger. Man on second with two down. He hits the first ball way out toward right field. Looks like it might be foul, but the wind is carrying it over near the foul line. That is taken care of very nicely by Mr. Rothrock on a fly in foul territory. With the tires beside in the eighth inning, we have the Detroit Tigers making no runs. There was one hit. There were no errors committed, and they had one man next to the base. Ladies and gentlemen, the broadcasts of all the World Series games this year have been sent to you by the Ford Motor Company, Mr. Henry Ford, Mr. Edsel Ford, and your local Ford dealer, producers and distributors of Ford and Lincoln cars and Ford trucks. They hope you have enjoyed these games. We're starting the first half of the night, ladies and gentlemen. First man coming to bat should be up here in just a moment for the St. Louis Cardinals. Calling for attention out there on the loudspeaker system, but right now we're watching to have Dizzy Dean come up for his turn at bat. All right, starter is pitching. Hayward is catching. The first man at bat is Dizzy Dean. We're starting the first half of the ninth, and the score is 11 to nothing in favor of the St. Louis Cardinals. Carter swings up the pitch, the first one down to Dizzy Dean. Here's the pitch. Dizzy takes it close to the belt. Ball. What? Ball on to Dizzy. Dizzy watching for another one. Carter swings up there, winds up very easily, pitches the ball in. Dizzy hits the ball out toward left field. Goslin's over after, takes the line drive for the out. Dean out on the line drive to Goslin for the first out. In the first half of the ninth inning. Next man coming up should be Pepper Martin. Pepper Martin this afternoon has been on base every time except the first time at bat when he struck out. He has walked, singled, then saved an error, had another single, stolen a base, scored three times. Watching for the ball to sit down to Pepper Martin with one down in the first half of the ninth. Sardis takes his wind up, wings up easily, balances, here's the pitch. Pepper hits the ball right straight up in the air towards first base. It's being blown foul. Greenberg is after it and takes the ball over near the dugout for the out. Pepper Martin out on a foul to Greenberg. That puts two men down and brings to bat Rothrock, who has doubled twice this afternoon, walked once, knocked into a force out, and slid out once to left field. There are two out of the nine then, with Rothrock coming to bat. Here's the pitch. A ball. Inside and low to the left-handed batter. Two out, nobody on. Jack Rothrock up. Rotter has it again. Goes into that slow wind-up. And sets the pitch. And it's a ball. Ball two. Again, low and inside. Forcing Jack Rothrock to do a little half-skip with both feet to get out of the way. That slow wind-up of the general again, and the delivery. He offers that of a foul back into the screen. Two balls and strike one. Here's the count now. Has that foul back into the screen. Two and one's the count on Jack Rothrock. Third batter up for the Cardinals here in the ninth. Scores 11-0, favor St. Louis, in the first half of the ninth inning. General Crowder, who's just come onto the mound for the Tigers, Pitching to Jack Rothbach. Mickey Johnson receiving. Here's the wind-up and the pitch. 
Up front, he goes winging down first. Crowder to get rolled over the line. Foul. Ray Hayworth, a great catcher who caught almost half of the Tigers' games this year, and his name appears in the lineup here for the first time. Here's the pitch. He swings hard, and Crowder strikes out the last batter for the Cardinals here in the ninth inning of this seventh ball game. Cardinals now start out to their position as we go into the last half of the ninth inning. The Cardinals leading 11 to nothing with Charlie Geringer. Charlie Geringer, the second baseman for the Tigers, due at bat. Bill Delancey is down there now waiting behind home plate for Dean, who just did, uh, well, if almost a somersault going on out to the mound, just in high spirits. As he steps up there to the mound, to start warming up with Joe Delancey. Crowder had a three up and three down in his appearance here in the last game, striking out Jack Ross, the last man, after running the count of three and two. Here's Charlie Geringer walked out there now, swinging the bat viciously through the air. Third man in the Tigers batting order. Up first here in the last half of the night, trailing by 11 runs. He stands there almost motionless, then wings his bat around viciously again. Here's goes into his windup. Here's the pitch. He offers at it, and it kicks the plate behind home a foul. Strike one. Delancey never fails to knock that masking cap off as anything doing behind home. He doesn't wait in. St. tells him as soon as that ball happens around him, he hasn't got his mitt to do something. Here's the pitch. He swings at it and cracks a hit, a base hit, out into left field where Hank Bullis has it. Shoots it in. It's a base hit. A single for Charlie Geringer. First man up, Goose Goslin. Salem, New Jersey. Comes up and cuts the dust out of his heels. The dirt, as he comes up there, pulls the big of his cap, faces Dean. Here's the wind up the pit. He cuts the bounder down to first. This ball and shoots it down to second. Screws and shoots it back. And Dean was over there for the play, takes the throw from the Roger. So there was no possible double play. Dave was standing about a yard off first base. From here it looks as though Dizzy thought he had his foot on the bag, but he's standing a whole four yard or four feet away from first, thinking he was taking the throw for the double play. The Rocher making the out at first, retiring Geringer on a fourth out, and then making the throw over to first, trying to get the goose. Rather amusing, the crowd all got a laugh as Dizzy looked down his foot and discovered the bag wasn't under. So here we have Bill Rogel up. Here's the pick. He cracks one hard, a base hit, rolling on the ground out in the right field. Cruz is on second, and Rogel is on first. One out, and two men on. Hank Greenberg do it fast. Goslin on second, Rogel on first. One out, and Hank Greenberg up. Hank's digging himself a terrific hole down here in the batter's box on the left side of home plate. He bats right, you know, and he's digging one for his right foot. As his throws the rubber, looks around at second, wind up, here's the pitch, a strike call. Sipping the outside corner to the right-handed batter. Right one is the count. One out and two on here in the last half of the ninth inning. Badgers failing by 11 runs. Stretch as he looks around in second. Here's the pitch. Foul off the handle of his back. Now, two strikes 
Ball clipping off the handle of his bat and bounding over towards the Cardinal dugout. Two strikes to count on Big Hank Greenberg. Up here for his last time in this 1934 World Series with two men on and one out. And the count two strikes on him. Set, here's the pitch. A swinging strike going down for the strike out. And Big Hank, the first baseman from New York for the Detroit Tigers, takes a long, long walk over to the dugout. Delancey walks her out almost to the pitcher's mound before he crosses the ball to Disney. Two men are gone, two out, and Disney is out there on the mound facing Marvin Owen. Marvin Owen, another California boy, up here with two men gone, two on, and the score 11-0 in favor of the St. Louis Cardinals. Here takes off his mound and flexed his right sleeve. Takes off his glove, walks off the mound, comes back up there again, throws the rubber, goes to his set, here's the pitch. A drive down the deck which the Roger takes, draws it to first for the final out of the 1934 World Series. It's the Cardinals, which is St. Louis Cardinals win this seventh and the batting game with 11 runs, 70 hits, one error, the Tigers no runs, six hits, and three errors. A shutout for the great Dizzy team. He and his brother, the only pitchers during this 1934 World Series to have two games to their credit. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we know that these players are racing off the field and most of them got off before this crowd got out here. The crowd is racing over to the Tiger dugout, but the Tigers have all disappeared down the little hole in the far corner of their dugout. And the Cardinals, of course, raced over there and got disappeared. We want to describe the scene for you here, but the fans are walking very quietly across the green flag here in Nathan Field. 25 years since they've had a World Series, and they haven't won the World Championship. Their spirits are dampened, of course. We're going to pass you down to Tommy Manning, who's in the Cardinal dugout. Come in, Tom Manning. Now the boys are coming in. You can hear them. And the first boy that's going on the air is Captain Leo DeRoster. Leo, what did you think of it? Well, Mom, there's a bacon. What a great ball player. The greatest fighting bunch of ball players I've ever had the pleasure of playing with. A great manager and two great pitchers and beans and a great bunch of fellas. We all have played a great game out there, George. It's filled with fans, fans without number. And here is that right field of the Cardinals. The boy has passed over in the right center field. Fans without number and knocked off those hard drives. Jack Rothrock. Hello, fans. First, I want to thank the, the loyal readers of California to send me those telegrams. And it's a great feeling. We've got a great time, and we're all just as happy as we can be. Jack, just some of the other boys, too. Rip Collins, here's Rip today. He had four hits. Come on in, Rip. Well, I wanted to get one more, but I got one more. I thought the world's welcome. I hope my family's listening to me in Rochester, and I know my wife is. We can say that we're all happy as we can be, boy. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Tizzy Team. Kids, just take this microphone and help yourself. Boy. Hello, everybody. Well, the Cardinals are the champions. I predict it before the series started. The Cardinals would win the most leg in the World Championship, and they certainly did it. And I'm predicting it's set out for myself, and boy, I got it. Look at this. Did you try before you win that today? Run the good side. I have no alibi. Not at all. And I'll say, I can't say that much for the Tigers, because they come out and alibi against you after their great defeat, the they took against you from the Cardinals. And if I'd have lost the ball game, they ought to take the opportunity. 
of the St. Louis Cardinals here after this game. We were in hopes of getting Joe Medwick on here a few minutes ago, but I believe he's left the dressing room. We're trying to find Tony Orsatti. Here he is. Tony Orsatti, ladies and gentlemen. Guys, it's too happy to serve up a lot, but we did a great ball club and I've never been in a ball club that's had the fighting spirit that this Cardinal outfit has. We're going to walk through here now and we'll have some of the Detroit boys on the air for you just in a few seconds. We're going across over into the Tiger dugout and a lot of you folks are listening in. Want to hear the Tiger players and first go walk. We've got a lot to lose, folks, but I reckon we just had to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to present to you next two shots. We gave them all we had, folks, so now we'll give them the credit. That's fine. Mickey Coffin, the manager of the Tigers, ladies and gentlemen. We congratulate the Sandor Cardinals and Frankie Stokes on a great career. He's just too tough for him. Now we get beaten next to Billy Rogel, Bill, ladies and gentlemen, Billy Rogel, the shortstop of the Detroit Pike. Well, uh, the only thing I can say, folks, is Dizzy Head and Honey. And uh, he deserves all the credit in the world. Well, I believe the bat's just about all over in the Tiger dugout, of course. The situation here, the boys are a bit downcast, as you know. They fought the the St. Louis Cardinals of the National League, and today the full series at Maven Field is over. The boys have given their all in this great traffic uh, this year. Uh, here at Maven Field, the series finishes this afternoon, and the St. Louis Cardinals, of course, are the National League champions. This is Tom Manning speaking, and I'm sure we've had a pleasure in bringing you the World Series, along with Zaya Maxine, Fort Bond, and our John Wilson. John, do you have a word to say? Well, I haven't a great deal to say. I think that it's been our pleasure to hear from these very fine players, and it's been grand to see this last game in this 1934 series. This concludes the broadcast of the World Series game, sponsored by the Ford Motor Company. Mr. Henry Ford, Mr. Edsel Ford, and your local Ford dealer. The sponsors will be amply repaid if you have enjoyed these broadcasts. Today's game writes the final chapter of the 1934 baseball season. The Ford Motor Company salutes the victors, the St. Louis Cardinals, world champions for 1934, and wishes both teams good luck in the pennant race next year. And in the meantime, watch the Ford go by. During this series, it has been the pleasure of a group of NBC announcers to present these games. Jim McInerney with a three-game victory. Hey, Don Wilson did that job in his competent manner. Tom Manning and myself at the fun of giving you the play-by-play. This is Ford Bond signing off this game, which has come to you through the facilities of the National Broadcasting Government. Oh.